In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world shall be registered. This was the first registration from Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and they and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all of the people. For unto you, to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger, and suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them to, into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that has been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. This is the gospel of our Lord. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Dear saints, the most familiar part of this Christmas story is, of course, Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus. And for good reason. The Christmas story is the story of Jesus. But it's also the story of the event that God is determined to show and give his love and mercy to his fallen world. For this little baby was not just any ordinary infant. But was, as Matthew reminds us of the words from the prophet Isaiah, the Emmanuel, God with us, that this wrapped up firstborn son of this carpenter and his wife was none other than the very God of God. 
For with this birth, we find the God of all of the universe, the one who spoke all things into being, being born with flesh and blood, with our flesh and blood, all so that we might be given the glories of his divine nature. For God understood that humanity had a problem. The sin of Adam and Eve to rebel against God spread through all of their descendants, so condemning them to suffer the wrath of God's anger of sin, which is the death that we have all been dying since the first bite of that piece of forbidden fruit. Because of the world's forever refusal to have this God as their only God, so it had fallen away and become captive to what is evil. But God refused to have this remain forever so he would not stand to see his beloved and good creation be lost forever. Therefore, as Mary gave birth to this child, God announced just how far he would go to redeem and take back just what was his. So we find in Jesus, the son of God, taking upon our flesh so that he might take for himself everything that has separated us from him in order that he might have us back. And this is why the story of this birth isn't finished when we put away our decorations for another year, but it extends to the cross of Good Friday and the empty tomb of Easter Sunday. For the son was born and Emmanuel was given so that as God was now with us, we might have the promise that in his death and resurrection, we might forever be with our God. And so as Mary and Joseph traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem and gave birth to our Emmanuel, we are brought to the place where God descended to earth to begin and to complete our salvation. For in this child, we receive the promise that God made so long ago, and we are given the newborn child and these newly begun parents for the mercy and the grace of our God. I think that the reason that we connect so much with this Christmas story isn't simply because we realize and believe that this is the story of God's work of our redemption, but because we can so easily identify with the ordinary people that we encounter in this historic tale. They are the characters who we not only meet and interact with daily, but in many cases, we are these people. We are the carpenters and the homemakers. We take care of animals and we set up shops. We are the very people mentioned in this story, although not directly, but through our normal, everyday, mundane lives. And so these shepherds who were tending their flocks in Bethlehem Hills, we understand who they are and what they were going through. For we know of their struggles, their doubts and their fears, for they are the struggles, the doubts and the fears that humanity has had for all of history. 
beyond the normal difficulties of this life, they too had to wonder about their salvation and their redemption. They understood that they need to find a merciful God and they understand what it meant to be on the outside looking in. In other words, they are not so different from you and me. They and we alike all wrestle with the separation that often exists between faith and life. Thus, when the shepherds are confronted with this brilliant scene that broke the midnight sky outside of Bethlehem, they met it with fear. For that is the normal reaction with all of humanity when dealing with the works of God. They were afraid, not simply because of the sight of these angelic messengers, but because of the wonders and how one wonders of what God might have to say when he approaches sinful people. Because of the sinful impulses and life of all people, whenever something like this happens, the first words out of the mouth of the one sent by God is fear not. And as the angels broke in upon the shepherds, they were given the very good news, the good news of that great joy that breaks in and ends all fear in creation. For they gave them the news that on that day in the city of David, the Savior had been born. That they were able to not fear because they were being pointed toward the very one who came to end all sin and end all fear and death, that now they could find the one who would be their redeemer and their Lord. And as they left the angels, heading to find Christ their Lord, the entire sky broke open and the heavenly realms started singing and shouting to the glory and grace of our God. So it is of little wonder that we do identify with these shepherds and why we still follow where the angels lead us. For it is in the manger where we can and we will find the Savior, our Savior, wrapped up in swaddling cloths. That is that is in this one who was given to us by the Father and who the Holy Spirit continues to point us to, that we find the promise that it doesn't matter who we are or what we have done or why we have suffered the way that we have. For in this infant, we have been given our Redeemer who left aside his divinity to come and to live and to die and to rise. For us. And because of that, we have nowhere else left to look and nothing to be afraid of. For in Christ Jesus, we receive the very glory of God in his peace given upon us. Dear saints, from our Isaiah text today, we heard of the people walking in the darkness who would see a bright light. Martin Luther referred to this darkness as an error, unrighteousness notions, a false understanding of the law. The darkness is a yoke, a burden, but the light breaks the rod of this oppressing darkness 
what the darkness in mankind will never overcome, God conquers with one child. The wise men knew of this prophesy from Isaiah and trusted that God's Messiah would be given when they saw the star. They realized that they needed to seek out this one whom God was calling the world to believe in. The story of the wise men is much greater and richer than what we can imagine it to be. For it is a story of faith coming from those who would be least expected. They traveled without knowing where they were being led, traveling simply upon the words of God. Luther proclaimed that this star was a sermon. It was proclaiming to the world that in Bethlehem you will find the very Son of God. It was declaring that if you wanted to find redemption, there is no other place to look than in this manger. And that is what the wise men followed, and that is what they found. Taking their first steps of faith, they sought what they did not know, trusting that if God was behind it, it certainly would be for their good. This is why God still shines the light of that star today in the Christmas story to lead you to the one who is your Lord and who is your Savior, your Redeemer. You are to trust that even while you may not know what your future entails in Christ, there is nothing more that you will need to find for what is greater than the gifts that he gives you, his beloved. That in him, you who are poor in spirit and lacking in holiness, when given his gifts, not of gold, not of frankincense, and not of myrrh, but of forgiveness, of life, of salvation. For this king is the one who does not sit upon a throne of power, but gave of his life to save you, his elect, his chosen for himself. So as this story draws to a close, we are again taken with the shepherds and the way that they heard, the way they listened and sought just what the angels had promised and the wise men had found. As they knelt on bended knee in awe and wonder of the scene of the newborn baby Jesus with his loving mother and compassionate father, what may have been going through their minds is what makes this story what it is. To think the very Son of God had finally been given to this world and he is found where the world least expects him, revealing himself to the least likely of people. No wonder. All who heard it marveled at them. This a completely unbelievable story. It is hard for us to believe because we know that we really don't deserve to have a God come and save us as he did. It is hard to believe because we really do not believe. We should receive this gift. And yet, we did. And yet, we do. 
for we have come to believe that this is more than just a story, but it is the very word of God. That this is the proclamation of God's grace and mercy to the world in the giving of the one who would die and rise to save and redeem us for all of eternity. We love these words, these scriptures, because they are the words of our life, a life given to us out of the sheer and utter love of our God. Yes, we ponder these scenes in our hearts because we realize that there is no hope outside of Christ and his life, death, and his resurrection. And we head with haste every December to break out our lights and place a star on the tree, not merely because of the nostalgia of the season, but finally, because we know that at the birth of Jesus, we have been given the most important thing that the Lord makes known to us, the salvation of our life and of our soul. Come, Lord Jesus. And now may this give you peace, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. May it guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.